Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. Hello and welcome to the Podcast. My name is Flav and I'm joined on the line by John Bass. All right. And we've got Billy T. Hello, how you doing, boy? Yeah, yeah, all right, mate. All right, mate. Bit of a not bit of an uneventful day today, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah. Can doing, I just start this, po- this this podcast off by just saying, who who the fuck do you think you are? Not turning up to training. Not not even fucking Gareth Bale did that. Modric turned up to play the whole fucking season. Eriksson never like he wouldn't even didn't come into his conscience. About asking for a move. I'll never play for another English club. Harry Kane, our talisman. The guy who's made us, you know, something that elevated us beyond what we could ever dream of being. Has, uh, has just decided, probably because Charlie Kane, his brother's told him, been in his ear. Said, uh, yeah, yeah, don't turn up to training today. That is ridiculous. Anyway, before we, um, before we you know, get into everything that that Harry Kane has done to us today. <laughs> and this is so Tottenham. This is like this feels like the Tottenham of old. And I feel like more connected to the club now than I ever have done in sort of five years because this has happened. But uh Billy, you've you've written you've written something, you a little speech, is that correct? Yeah, well I, I, yeah, not really a speech, but um I've been reflecting today because I've spent a, a pathetic amount of my life defending this man from rival fans and everything. So I just wanted to get something off my chest. And uh, <clears throat> in the spring of 2018, I tweeted on numerous occasions defending Kane's decision to swear on his daughter's life that he touched a ball to claim a goal. I would now make it clear that that is a weird thing to do, and obviously he didn't touch it. <laughs> in the summer of 2018, I tweeted on numerous occasions rejecting the notion that Sterling should have squared it to Kane. I would now like to retract those and admit that <laughs> had Kane passed to Sterling, England would have definitely won the World Cup and it would have indeed come home. 
Over the last five years, I have tweeted on numerous occasions defending Kane's records in the big games, such as finals and semi-finals. I would now like to point out that he has let his team and country down on the biggest stage multiple times by not showing in the very biggest games. Yeah. Over the last year or so, I have defended Kane on numerous occasions against accusations that he is a reckless cheat who used a dangerous signature move to injure players, almost exclusively from Liverpool and Arsenal fans, if we are honest. I now admit that he is a danger to other players and should perhaps face criminal charges. <laughs> Fuck Harry Kane. He does dive. He is a dangerous criminal. He does bottle big games. He should have passed the Sterling. And he does have a weird voice and an even weirder brother. Thank you. OK. Well done. Fantastic. I think you, you, you've, uh, you, you've summed up exactly where uh, the, the, the majority of, uh, of Spurs fans lie i think um it's it's a, it's a tricky one it's a really really difficult one it's hard I, I feel like you're being a little bit maybe um reactionary there uh but yeah i think i think it's just like the the dawning realization on me that i've spent so much time like defending him all these accusations that we've had from rival fans the whole time and i've actually like put my fucking time on twitter to go through everything and say oh no he shouldn't have passed the sterling he was offside anyway now i just feel like a complete twat for doing that for the last five years you know what i mean yeah i so. mean and, and the, the problem is is that we we will back you to the hill <laughs> kane you could do whatever you want like there's there are numerous offenses <laughs> that you could you could commit that would end that would see you end up in jail and i will back you to the hill i think even right? if there had but, been some stuff about some children or something we'd have been like well she's almost 16 do you know what i mean give him a bit of slack. yeah like like is it is it you know he's just i mean she looks young but she's probably not that young it's that kind of thing isn't it with kane yeah. like he, he's, he's such a hero for, for spurs that um it's, it's it's difficult to it's yeah reconcile what's happened today i think john We've, where are you at mate well, I was just going to say, we, we sort of have become um, the people that praise Jimmy Savile for his charity work for all those years as <laughs> yeah. a fan base, right? We we overlooked some of his discretions and, and with time, he's been exposed to be, you know, a complete wrong and, and a, a dirty nonce. Now, I'm not I'm not saying Kane's going to go that way, but the parallels are obvious, right? You look at you look at his work in his early years and it's like, you know, there's there's always been detractors, but you look at you can always find an excuse for him. And as Billy's laid out there, there's plenty of excuses to be to be made for him. But fundamentally, bad people get caught and this behaviour has, has potentially exposed his, his true nature, which is um, Jimmy Savile-esque. I'm so surprised, John. I'm really, really so surprised by what, what's happened today. Like when, when like we knew that there were rumours, you know, the stuff about um, Charlie Kane's wedding and the wedding speech about Harry Kane joining Man City and all that stuff. It just, it left, it was, it was pretty horrible as a, as a fan of the football club and these people and, and Harry Kane, I'm sure knows this, which makes it even more difficult to take. These people are heroes to lots of us, you know, mm. Billy T's gone on record over and over again on Twitter, defending his indefensible behavior. And he's done that because he loves, he loves Harry Kane. So Harry Kane must know that, what he, he by not turning up today is, is the biggest slap in the face that you could probably take if you retract Sol Campbell. And I'm not saying Harry Kane is Sol Campbell. It's not that right. It's definitely not that. But he well, not, he could have yet. he could have um, put in a transfer request. He could have put in a transfer. He could have just said, I, "I've done everything I can. I've scored all these goals for Spurs. I've been your best player for years." And, he, and, and and you give it to Humin Song every year, the player of the year. I'm fuming about that. I, <laughs> I, I, I won out of this football club because I, there's nothing more I can give. I think that, that there'd be more Spurs fans respecting of that decision than what we've seen today, which is, I'm just not going to turn up, which is yeah. un- unbelievable. And I don't know, I don't know if you saw... I don't know if you saw, um, did you see what Pereira did today? He's a West Brom player. And he's been, I think he's been a player for two or three years at West Brom. And he's come out today with this huge, big statement that he's written himself and posted it online about saying um, all these reasons for wanting to leave. Um, It's like his last resort. He wants to go and all this stuff. And we didn't even get that from Harry Kane, who's been at us from his childhood. And that's a player that's been at West Brom for two years. Um, He's now leaving them because they've been relegated. And a player like that, who means nothing really to West Brom, has given them their fans more dignity than we got from, from Mr. Tottenham Harry Kane. Yeah, it's, so mate, it's disappointing. Say, it's extreme, disappointing, it? it's disappointing. Like I said, I feel like if if we'd been given something from him, like forget your relationship with Daniel Levy or your gentleman's agreement with him, as fans, the people that have adored you 
we deserve a little bit more than what you've given us. And what we've got from an outside perspective is that you've had a, a, like and your Euros, you've ne- nearly won Euros, got to the, the final, um, you know, if I'm going to be really bitter, another final you didn't turn up at. Actually, fuck it, I don't want to be that person. Um, <laughs> uh, just, you, you've got to, you, you've had a great Euros and, um, you know, you've gone on holiday and you've come back and you've refused to turn up. Is this, this is the, the behaviour of, it's, it's so out of character, John. It's, it's so out of character, isn't it? It is, but I think what's what's disappointing, and, and maybe this is what we're seeing, that maybe it's not necessarily out of character. This like this is just maybe now when he's reached a sort of a point where he's got he feels he's got no options. We're, we're maybe seeing the, the true mm. Harry Kane in that sense because I think what's been really disappointing for me personally is like all the way through this saga when it started, I think properly with I mean, there's always been rumours, hasn't there, about Kane leaving eventually, right? But it started with that Gary Neville interview. And when you watch it, it's like Sky News sensationalise it. Oh, Kane wants to leave. But when you watch the interview, he actually doesn't say that. He just says, I've always had to review, and he's very careful with his words, I've always had to review my position. If I felt the club wasn't moving forward, I would be in a position where I would have to make that call. He doesn't say, I want to leave. Exactly, right? And he said said stuff, you know, at various different stages alluding to that. Then we've had all sorts of various different, like, rumours about things his brother has said and things he wants to do. And fundamentally, it's the snakiness of it that I think's upset people like this stuff today. And I think Billy makes a good point. If he'd have just come out and, and issued a statement, like after the Euros, just saying, look, I want to put these rumours to bed. I love the club. I love the fans. You know, and the chairman and I had a gentleman's agreement that I'd be able to move on. I'm, I'm handing a transfer request. This isn't because, you know, I, I dislike the club, but, I, you know, we had an agreement and things weren't met. And I feel really sorry that, you know, I, weren't able, I wasn't able to achieve those things. I want to move on. You get something from him. You get a sense of like, all right, not it's a bit American, but a sense of closure, a sense of like, okay, fine. He's actually said it now. I can start to move on. But it's this like cloak and dagger, like, oh, I don't really want to say it, non-committal thing. And then to not turn up to training, it's just like, that is just such a poor example from a player that that's, is supposed to be respected and, stood, and stands for what the, the club believes in. Massively, mate. It's, the, it's, the, it's, it's not turning up. That That's, it just like... Everything he's done so far in his career has has led us to believe that he is a different beast. He's cut from Mm. a different cloth than almost everything that, um, you know, or or any other player that you've seen. But right now, this is something like El Hadjouf would do. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And I think the the, the, the thing for me as well is obviously he has his um, grievances with Daniel Levy. And I think the way that he's behaved now, he hasn't, he hasn't put the onus on his grievances with Daniel himself. Levy. He's put his onus on uh, grievances with the fans and us as fans because yeah. he's mugged us off. Um, he hasn't really mugged Daniel Levy off any more than he would have done if he is, you know, Daniel Levy probably doesn't really care if he's not turned up to training. It's, we're the ones who look stupid as a club, as, as fans of the club. If he'd have come out with a statement and said, look, this is why I had a gentleman's agreement with Levy. I'm really disappointed with how the club's gone the last two, three years. It puts the whole focus on him and his relationship with Daniel Levy. But acting like he has, it's made us as fans look stupid. Um, and I think that is the most disappointing the thing. The other thing is that you can't for forget the fact that he signed a contract. He signed a contract six years. Right, and that when he signed that contract, we was like, "That is incredible, that's amazing." Like, if he wants to leave at any part of his contract, it's going to cost an absolute fortune. And so he signed that contract, and he was paid significantly for it. There would have been a signing on bonus. There would have been a huge increase in wages. Uh, if you believe what's reported, two hundred grand a week, um, and then. Which is the highest pay in our history. Yeah, highest that, paid player that's in our true. Although our I guess. Club. The trajectory would, if you're the top player at the, the the football club, and and the trajectory of the football club goes up with it, then you you are going to be that. But you know he, you know he's he's in a situation where he's taken that deal, and now and when you take that deal, you give leverage to the club. You're giving le- leverage to Daniel Levy. So if you decide halfway through the contract, which is exactly where we are, three years in, he's got three years left, that the club aren't going to aren't going to take the leverage that they've got of course they are of course they're going to say all right well you you know you might want to go but we want 160 million from manchester city who can who have the finances to do it and someone said to harry kane that i, I don't know whether it's about the financial fair play situation at man city that we can't afford to like you're worth 160 but we can't afford to pay it we need to get you in for 90 80 million pounds 
If they think that Daniel Levy is going to accept that now, knowing that full well in two years we can get 80, 90 million pounds from anyone on this planet, any club on this planet, then he's out of his mind. There, there, there is, we've seen it before. We've seen with uh, with Daniel Levy when uh, Luka Modric wanted to leave, when Bale wanted to leave, right? And even when Bo, Bo, Berbatov had to be smuggled out in a boot to get out of his football club. So, you know, we've seen it before. Harry Kane's doing the same tactic as those players to get out of this football club and, and join Manchester City or Manchester United or Real Madrid as it or, or Chelsea as it would have been. Then he's out of his mind if he thinks this is going to be easy. Like we we are we currently a month away from the end of the transfer window, and this is going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult with Spurs. It's going to be difficult for Harry Kane. And the reality, probably, boys. I'm not sure if you you know if you thought about this, but the reality is he's going to go. Like if the, if he maintains this position, he will go. It's just how long and how painful it's going to be for. Harry Kane and, and us and ultimately so, Man City will have to pay what we want or he'll stay next season and and that's what's happened with Modric remember he was going to go to Chelsea and then he ended up going to Real Madrid the, the, a season later and he played and he played really well it's with whether, whether or not Harry Kane can repair this situation and just by not turning up he's fucking mind bending to me yeah that's the most disappointing thing here for me mate is that he had an opportunity to actually get what he wants and not fracture the relationship with the fans. Because if his approach would have been more down the lines of like the the board and Levy and the way the club's been run and I'm not happy with the direction it's going. Similar to, do you remember when uh, right towards the end of Ferguson's reign, Rooney did the same thing. There was rumours about Rooney going to Man City and he basically, his position was, we're not investing in good enough players, this club deserves better and I'm going to leave if you don't do it. And no Man United fans hate Rooney for it. Because they're like, yeah, you're right. We haven't got good players. We should invest in the squad, right? But he wanted he wanted to leave, or he would have left. He would have been happy to. I think Kane had an opportunity. Bearing in mind, Enoch were at their lowest ebb this summer. Like there were protests, there was fan groups organising, there was um, press and media coverage around this like Super League idea, right? Enoch have never been in a worse position. If he'd have come out and basically said a statement along the lines of that, which is that. You know, we haven't spent the money when we should have done. We should have strengthened when we were in a position of strength and we didn't. I don't think we're going to win stuff with this current setup. I want to see a, an improvement in players or I like, or I want to go or like, I'm going to hand in my transfer request because we, we haven't done that and I had an agreement. I think the fans could have and wouldn't have liked it, but I think that wouldn't have put us in rage with Harry Kane. It would have put us in rage even further with Enoch. And actually, look, there's a there's a world in which they go, shit, we're going to lose our best player and the fans are going to hate us even more. This is not going to end well. We do have to invest. Like We're going to have to because this is a PR disaster that we can't cover. And I think, again, he's just thought of himself and he's not thought of the club. And so this idea that like Kane loves the club, I just, I'm just i more and more just thinking, mm, not really. Well, because- I mean, he, he, I guess the, the, the position of thinking that Kane loves the club comes from everything he's done for us over the last seven or eight years, which is without doubt substantial it really is sure but if you was with your the missus that you loved you absolutely loved her eight seven or eight years you had the best relationship and you thought everything was going well and and it's been fantastic and then the father-in-law has been plotting with the the wife and then they find a new bloke who's so much fitter and richer than you are looks better than you he fucking plucks his eyebrows everything and they come along and that yeah we're, we're fucking off with this geezer that, that it's it's hard to take, mm. and I think Harry Kane he's always been fairly honest about his ambitions as well. Like he's always said, as long as Tottenham are there or thereabouts, I'm happy to stay. As long as we're competing for the trophies, and if you look at where we are now, we're not. We're like we finished seventh last year. We've got, you know, we, I know we're in a, a Carling Cup final, but um, that's that's far beyond Harry Kane's ambitions is to win a lot more than that, and. Um, I think he he has been quite honest, but I just think the way that he's handled it with this missing training, like and like John was saying, like a statement at the beginning of the summer that could have really really got the fans behind him, um, and put the onus on Enik and the lack of investment over the last few years and the way that our club has been going backwards. But instead, it's just all turned into like a big fire. You know, it's just a, a total mess for all. Concerned. Do you know, um, Tossi said that well, one league trophy at Roma was better than ten at Juve. 
he was right. a cut above when he that geezer. And, and 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 what's painful about this is we thought that Harry Kane was that guy. He thought he was he was Totty. He thought he had the integrity of Totty. And um, you know what? Apart part of me is like hesitating here just in case next like he he might have got lost in traffic or his Uber driver didn't turn up. And he might he might just come in tomorrow and say I got I had food. Really sorry about sorry, this. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 there is a little bit part of me because it, it's so unbelievable, but I don't know. Uh, we've got some questions here, boys. Um, and uh, Scott H says, uh, could we not just loan Kane to City for a season, allow him to scoop up his treasured trophies and then come back home again? Best deal all around. You've got to have more dignity than that. That's like letting your missus go out and fuck loads of birds and then come back to you. Come on, Scott. We're better than that. We, this is Tottenham Hotspur. It's not like as good as Harry Kane is. We've had as good as Harry Kane is. We've had other players that were not as good as him, but have, have, have helped us. Do you know what I mean? We, we it, it takes one manager to turn an entire club around. Um, you know, we we had Harry Kane last year. He he absolutely killed it, and we finished eighth or seventh wherever we finished. So we, you know, you we can. That there are many teams that are better than Spurs through Europe that didn't have Harry Kane. If you have a system and players that believe in it, then that would be much more preferable than a player who doesn't want to play for us and leave for a team that's like a tapping. Like you know, Harry Kane's been a, a tapping merchant our entire you know experience of, of watching him play. We know he's a tapping merchant. You know, he's a one se- one season wonder. We know that, right? So if he goes to Manchester City and he wins the league, does it mean anything? Like, do we, would we respect that if you removed yourself as a Spurs fan and just looked at Harry Kane's trajectory and what he's done in his career, if he wins the league at Man City, what do you say? He's just a, a cog in a machine where before he was the machine and maybe the machine was rotten. <laughs> Bill? <laughs> Yeah, and I don't think, you know, it's weird because one of them things where if you, if you, if we argue against it as Spurs fans, we get called like small time and everything. But if you, if Harry Kane stayed at Tottenham and he went down as England's top goal scorer of all time, he went down as Tottenham's top goal scorer of all time, and he has a pretty good shot of being the Premier League top goal scorer of all time, surely that is enough to go down as one of the best players of all time. Like, is like one title with Man City going to really change the trajectory of Harry Kane's legacy no. like well I, I don't think it is I don't I think if anything if he leaves Spurs it damages it because if you look at um Shearer he won one league title with Blackburn then he left Blackburn to join his boyhood club in Newcastle and he's regarded as the best striker in the history of our league since the uh, Premier League formation he didn't win a single trophy with Newcastle. No, he didn't win any, anything. But he was the best, best in the league, because oh, I'd say look, I don't, the thing is, is that you, you're talking about integrity and and you know what what's the right thing to do. But what the right thing to do as a fan is completely different from the right thing to do as a player. So, and I go on. And I think the the thing is for me, like when we talk about, you know, I've I've seen a few times about, you know, what if we just loan him out for a season, loan him to PSG? Why don't we just turn Tottenham into a club that wins trophies mm-hmm. and keep him here? That's do you know what I mean? That's what we need to have done over the last few years. It's just a shame that we haven't done it. Yeah, but, it, um, it, but it, it's heartbreaking that it's not happened. Yeah, it really is it, heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, but you don't you don't want to be a cuck in this situation. Like you don't you don't want to be like you know, ah. Oh, Look, my wife's beautiful. She wants to go and experience some big, strong man who can drill her. We don't want to... Yeah, all right, go on, go and do that, but I'll, I'll welcome you back just so I can have you back. Fuck that. You have some dignity. Exactly. So you, you go down the gym yourself and turn into one of those fucking drillers, mate. That's what you're talking about, isn't it, Bill? Because you're, you you want this club to turn into something else where Harry Kane doesn't want to leave. Yeah, and we were that two, three years ago. We were that. When he signed that contract, we were competing for the league back-to-back seasons. We were a regular Champions League team. It's just such a shame how far backwards we've gone in the last three, four years. And you can understand his frustrations, um, but I still don't really forgive him for the way that he's acted today. Mm. John Boy, uh, we've got a question from uh, Max Palmer. He says, what's the fucking point? Please educate him about what the point is. Well, the point is this, and uh, Billy and I were talking before we started, which is um, I told Billy a little anecdote that happened to me the other day. I, I often go for a walk during my lunch break, and the other day I was just wearing a, a Spurs training top, right, and a pair of shorts and trainers, just bowling about. 
And this geezer walked past me. She went, oh, Tottenham, fucking shit, mate. Fucking shit. And I just was like, oh, oh, yeah, you're right, actually, mate. I'll stop supporting them and support whoever you support. And it completely phased him. He was like, what? I went, yeah, who do you support? I'll support them instead. That's a good idea. And he was like, what? what? And I went, I'll see you later, mate, and walked off. And that's did the that, point. Did that actually the, happen or just happened in your head? <laughs> no, that, that happened. It completely phased him. He wasn't the brightest button. Uh, he didn't He didn't know what was going on. Um, and yeah, it just it, like that's how I felt for a long time, which is, you know, when you see people on Twitter like gunning each other's clubs off, I'm like, what's the end goal? Like, are you, you're basically going, your club shit, mine's brilliant. So I should go, yeah, you're right. I'll support your club then because they're obviously brilliant. Then would you be happy about that? No, you wouldn't. Cause you'd be like, well, no, because you're, your Spurs, exactly. So the point is, it doesn't matter about all that other shit, right? We, for whatever reason, good or bad, we're Spurs. It's the other stuff that happens, right? We can't, we don't really control the players, who they fucking sign, or like to even a certain extent, like the results, where it goes, right? We we shout and we do our best when we go and watch games to try and cheer, like cheer the boys on. But fundamentally, we have no control over what happens on the pitch. We don't really go for that. We go to like see each other, have fun. It's a conduit to spend time with your friends and the people that you care about and create some memories. And if the football's good, it's a bonus, right? So this stuff of Harry Kane and like you know him not turning up and how fucking miserable and depressing it is, is fucking annoying, right? But in ten years' time. I'm not going to be thinking about how I'm feeling right now. We'll have another striker who might be nowhere near as good as Kane, but he'll be the best striker at the club and I'll love him. And we'll have other players that come through and other things going on. And it just moves on. And it's it's horrible because we're right in the thick of it, right? He's We've not really seen a talent like... I mean, I've never seen a talent like that in my lifetime come through our academy and then become the best striker in the world. It doesn't happen to many clubs in world football, to be honest. And we've got one. That's amazing. We've had we've had him for a long time and we haven't managed to get over the line and win something. That is also regrettable, right, and frustrating. But we've seen it, we've experienced it. Like he's taken us to like places that we didn't think we could go in some instances, right? Some of the goals that he scored against like teams that we fucking hate. I mean, the amount of goals he scored against the scum. So he's given us great memories, and that's the point. Football is about memories and sharing it with the people that you care about. Don't give a shit about anything else. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. If he goes, we'll have loads of money and it's fun because we'll sign loads of players we've never heard of and it's exciting for a bit until they turn out to be George, Kevin and Kudu. Just enjoy it. Like Football is basically soap opera for men. Don't get too invested and just, you know, hopefully we'll do something good. And if we don't, at least you're doing it with your friends. Yeah, I guess. Fair play. I mean, <laughs> I, I spoke to my dad uh, about this and um, a, a few months ago I said like how good is Harry Kane I might have said it a bit, bit you know a bit longer back but how how good is Harry Kane like how how highly do you rate him and, and, and you know he's he was born in 51 50 yeah 51 he saw the double winning team he saw Greaves Greaves is his favourite player and he said Harry Kane is the best striker we've ever had in his in, in, in his um, you know his, his experience following Spurs but Jimmy Greaves didn't, you know, he didn't come through our youth team. He didn't do what what Harry Kane has done, and it's not easily accepted the fact that he he wants to leave us. And and like I get it from a player's perspective, he's just like you know, this is I've done what I've done. Look at all the goals I've scored. I've nearly become your your top goal scorer. Um, I'm the best striker in the league, and it's 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 kind of like. Uh, what's around him? Or what's around him that's led him to this this, this decision? I don't know. I, I feel like there there may be. Um... But we had a question actually from Mads uh, Tolson. He says, uh, "How much of this is genuinely Harry's doing? How much of it is his advisors, uh, Billy?" Um, I think it's an interesting question. I think we on on social media we sort of paint Charlie Kane out to be a like pantomime villain. Um, he strikes me as like, when you see him in pictures, it's like one of those pictures of like a dog at a computer, just has absolutely no idea, like very glazed over, absolutely no idea what's going on. Um, I think if we think about it properly, though, I don't think there's any chance that he would be masterminding this and Harry would have nothing to do with it, like a puppeteer. Like, I think if we're honest about it and reflective on the situation, I think it's all coming from Harry, really. There is no way that Harry's agent is going to be making these decisions without Harry giving it his full blessing and um, probably being the one to instigate the whole thing. So I think, you know, as much as we have fun sort of instigating Charlie Kane as a, like a pantomime villain behind it all, 
I think if we think about it properly, it's, it's got to be coming from Harry himself, sadly, which makes it even more depressing, really. Yeah, because Charlie Kane's a puppet, and he's he's not he doesn't have any influence, surely. He's like that picture, you know, when there's that picture going around when David Moyes was Man United's manager, and he was at the computer, and he looks like sort of sort of a, a Labrador sat there, <laughs> absolutely glazed over. That's what he reminds me of. But I don't think you know, I don't think he's like an evil genius that can mastermind this whole kind of thing. Um, he just probably wants a bit of money, and that's all. Fair enough. Uh, Bcoys too. He asked, uh, "How can anyone defend Levy Enoch anymore?" Kane publicly stated that he would stay as long as the club matched his ambition. Uh, now he wants out, and we are drawn against the team that play there. Uh, when will the fence sitters finally get to say in- enough is enough? Levy out. Um, well, this is John. Go on. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a little bit like what I was talking about earlier, isn't it? So can I just I say that he just also posted a, a, Liver- a picture of a Liverpool stand? This the bloke who who sent that 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 question in. I think that's the uh, that's the um, that's the ground of the uh, the Irish team that we're playing in the uh, in the Conference League. I think right. it's like it's basically like a fucking car park in Ireland. I think it's to like show show how far backwards we've come right. in the last few years. I I mean, basically playing in a car park in Ireland yeah. in the next couple of months. What I would say is that um, we've you know every the, you can't you can't you can't just sort of take that example and then not talk about the Champions League final do you know what I mean like if you've got an agenda against Enoch I get it like, I understand like, I'm I'm more Enoch out than I ever have been in my entire life but you can't just take that little thing that, that that's happening now and then discount all of the good stuff that's happened under Pochettino as well like it's well, it depends though doesn't it because and I like broadly speaking Matt, I agree with you but think about that in like in managerial terms it didn't matter what Poch did before he got sacked and everyone was like, oh, it doesn't matter what he did before, it's what he's doing now. And that's the same problem with Enoch. It's like, on balance, if you look at all the good things, all the bad things, you're like, well, actually, you know, like it's probably net even, maybe slightly positive. But because the bad things are kind of stacking up and they're all, it's a decline, essentially, right? From, it was a climb, and then we had some, like, sustained period under Poch, and now it's a, uh, seen as a decline. And it is to a certain extent, because you're contrasting it with, with a Champions League final to where we are now. It is going to look bad, and it's it's that level of like recency bias. No, no, bias. I, no, I get it. But we had that, and now now we've got this. So, it, it, do you know I mean like it's, it's you can't just fucking just say that look at look at where we are, and without acknowledging where we've come from. For sure, you can't I mean, do feel, that. It, yeah, it feels worse because of that. Because you're yeah. right. Because people so are using just it to shit, contrast. Like if Enoch just sort of <laughs> plodded us along for like tenth place for ten, fifteen years, and then we had this then it wouldn't even be a fucking story and i get it like i'm not i'm not like i'm not saying that the 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 degradation of our football club isn't significant it is but it's also like there's a bit of perspective come on man like we sissoko played in 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 that champions league final and and every single person who listened to this podcast wouldn't even have him near our our first team now but he was our best one of our best players that year Every like you just you got to take a step back a little bit. I think. Yeah, the thing is as well is that um, with this particular situation, like the the contract that Kane is on is also a Daniel Levy doing, which in some instances is causing us is is part of the reason for this issue, which is that he wants to get out of a contract that's got three years left to run, which has protected the club. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not basically. Yeah, it's not like we lost him for like fifty mil with one year left on his deal when he's twenty eight. He's got. He's got three years left on his deal, and that's kind of why there's this issue because actually he can't he can't leave like unless we get a figure that we're happy with, and I do actually wonder. And again, um, maybe this is like conspiracy theory stuff, but do you remember there's all that rumor of like you know, when people were saying, "Oh, but just keep him for another season." You know, he's he's a good lad. He'll turn up. He'll train. He'll play really well. So we, even if we have to keep him for another season, he'll deliver. Do you, I wonder if this is him going? No, I fucking won't. Like as a little threat across the bows to be like, no, I'll make this really shit for you if you don't let me go. Yeah, we like, can't. I'm, I'm quite happy. You can't make it. How how shit can you make it? We've got you don't for turn three up. years. Yeah, yeah. yeah you just can, not turn you, up no, no, for training mate. and fuck around and poison other players. And he can get fined. He's a fucking multi-millionaire. And when he goes somewhere else, he just go comp me for the lost wages as well, part of my package. So maybe this is maybe this is this is what I'm saying about his true nature. And I, I'm not saying that it's him or his agent. I don't know. But he, 
him and his agent also signed a six-year deal. So I don't want to slag off Charlie Kane too much because he's also the reason he like was prepared to push his client, in this instance, into that deal. But I do feel this is like, again, he might turn up for training tomorrow and be like, my car broke down, right? But let's assume this was on purpose. I do think this is this shows a level of ruthlessness to be like, I'm not the good boy you think I am. I won't take this. I am not turning up and I want you to force this deal through. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And luckily for the club and for us as fans, we are protected like, fuck him. If he doesn't want to turn up, is, then fine him and do what you got to do. Well, this, is, this is the thing, John. Like, I just want to get your take on this because the, the people comparing this to Berbatov, Berbatov probably rings true, but Modric and Bale, where there were contract issues, there, there, were, there were situations there where look, the club right now are protected. We have... You know, if you take all the politics out of it, it's just a like the best striker in the world, and we've got three years on his contract. Why can't we, as a football club who owns the contract, demand exactly what we want? 150, 160 million. And the issue here, potentially, and we've got a question here from um, Johnny Wall. He says, to what level of contempt do you hold a club like Man- Manchester City? If you just like centralise this into the Harry Kane deal, if you know we we've got three years, three year contract. He's signed. He's committed to the club, and if they want to compensate Tottenham for that player, we have to pay. They have to pay what we want. It's not like a year left or two years left. They have to pay what they want, what we want, and and that is 150, 160 million. So what are Manchester City doing here? What have they said to Harry Kane to say, you know, make, just make it difficult for him? And you know Daniel Levy is not going to make it like... I know people don't like Daniel Levy and, you know, Enoch out and all that stuff. And I, and I get it. And, and I'd have no qualms with someone else coming in and owning our football club and, and doing things differently. I really wouldn't. But in this situation, legally, Harry Kane doesn't have a leg to stand on. And with Daniel Levy... And I think... I said, need carry on, carry on. What I was just saying is that as, as Daniel Levy is uh, as our chairman. It's like the worst bargaining position for Harry Kane to not turn up today. Exactly. And I think what Harry Kane's done is he's shown his hand. And it's actually, you might think it's a strong hand, but it's a weak hand. Because what happens now if, okay, he doesn't turn up to train him for the rest of summer? What happens if it gets to the 1st of September when we have not accepted a bid? Because this is a man who's England captain. He has ambitions to be... Uh, Premier League top scorer of all time and he's an England captain going into a World Cup year what's he going to sit out a whole season just because he wants to go to Man City so he might think that he's you know this is a power play by not turning up at training but really we have all the cards in this situation we've got the three years left on the deal Um, if he wants to sit out a full season so be it but you know what would you do what would you do Billy if I was if I think he's got to accept that he knows how good he is as a player. He is not a player that's worth 150 million. From my opinion, Harry, well, in my personal opinion, Harry Kane is worth no amount of money to Tottenham. Right? I don't think he's worth selling at any value. No, I get it. Yeah, he, he himself has got to be realizing he's at least worth 180, 200 million pound player. He's a top scorer last year. He's a top assister last year. Um, maybe him and Levy could come to some agreement. Right, if we get 200 million, you can go. If not, you're going to stay and you're going to play another season. Yep. Um, and I think that's fair for all for all involved because. I read um, Fabrizio Romano saying Man City's first offer was 100 million or 60 million with a player to take it up to 100 million. I think 100 million for Harry Kane is an insult, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and so, well, he so, has a high value of himself as a player, so he must know that that's insulting as well. Well, he thinks, uh, if you believe the uh, interview did with Gary Neville, that 100 million pounds is enough to pack, like to um, you know to get his signature over line. Then you, you, he's an idiot. Like you can play football, but he's an no, idiot. It's just absolute load of bollocks. He is worth double that, double that elite. But as as you know, for my money, he's not worth any money on the planet. But he is worth double that at the very least. If Jack Grealish is going for a hundred million, Ben White's going for fifty million. Harry Kane is a two hundred million pound player <laughs> yeah. at least. Ben White's gone at for least fifty million pounds, and Harry Kane. They want Harry Kane for for, for double what Ben White is worth. Come, come on. on, come on, get a grip, man. Come get on. a grip of yourself. So just pay, and, and this is the issue is that pay what he's worth. Like, pay 150, 160 million, been talking about for the last two, three years. If you want him, pay him, pay, pay for him. 
And then and, and and that's the situation. And Daniel Levy and Tottenham Hotspur have the right to go to Manchester City and saying, Look, we will sell you Harry Kane, but this is the price you have to pay to, to get him because he has three years left on his contract. Harry Kane, in this instance, no matter what he does, cannot influence that price. He cannot influence the price because, as you say, Billy, is if, if he stays at the football club and we've got a, uh, was it a uh, World Cup shortly? Uh, yeah, next next winter, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah we've got winter, yeah. the Qatar World Cup. Then what the fuck is he going to do? You don't want to play? You're not going to play? You don't, don't, don't play then. Because this isn't about... Um, What's right for a player? This is about finances, right? So if 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 Man City want him for a hundred million, next summer there will be twenty clubs that we well maybe not twenty but ten clubs that we be willing to pay eighty million for him or seventy exactly. million. Exactly, he'll, he'll, he'll have two years left on his deal. He'll still, you know, he'll have a, a list of untold clubs, like you say, that would be willing to pay that much for him. So just fucking stop, stop the sulking act, grow up a bit, and just accept that if there, unless a bid comes in for two hundred million or more. You know, you're not going anywhere. Are you? I'll tell you what, Harry Kane, you will bang 40 goals in reserves. So you will smash it, mate. Absolutely smash it. No one will be watching, but you will smash it. I'd love to see that Harry Kane playing them, you know, like the under-23s. What do you reckon the crowds would be for the under-23s? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, it would be it. Uh, we've got a couple of questions for you, Bill. There was one that said... Uh, I've lost it here. Can't find it. I've got another one for you. Uh, does Charlie Kane's missus prefer riding him or that motorbike he's got in his office? What, what, what? Overall, overall, John, what, what are your opinions of Charlie Kane? I just think he is the sort of uh, one of the luckiest people to ever exist. He was just lucky enough to um, to fall out of the same vagina as one of the most talented English footballers of all time, and. <laughs> As a result of, that. I mean, look, I, I'm not slagging him off. I think nepotism is is a logical thing, right? If your if your brother's amazing and he's like, do you want to be my agent? You're not going to go, no. Let's let's interview a load of candidates. See who's best for the job. Of course, you're going to fucking take it. Like, who wouldn't? And if that was my brother and I was his agent, I would want to do it that way. And there's there's always this balance of like business and like family and stuff like that, and how it shouldn't kind of mix together because. You know, he's he's got this interest of like he's my brother and I love him, but it's also like well he's my only client and I want to get paid as much as humanly possible and a massive yeah, his payday. Life, his like life could great. be made by that this by him signing for Manchester City. His life would be done. He'd have he wouldn't have to yeah. work another day in, in a day in his life. So I, to a certain extent, I don't I don't despise the guy because he's not the player. Like he doesn't he hasn't worn the kit and played in front of the crowd and have that same level of love and intensity that you you think as a fan that players have that they like they carry the club forward, they wear the badge, they it's it's important to them, you think, right? He doesn't have that. He's just a bloke. He's just a bloke who's going, I can make fucking millions if I can get this deal over the line. I'd really like to get it over the line. So to some extent I'm like, yeah, it's all. I basically think it's projection. We're projecting our frustrations that we want to take out on Harry Kane, on his agent, and it's the same with all footballers. We always go, "Oh yeah, they're for bloody agents. That's their fucking job. Their job is to get as much money as humanly possible. They don't give a shit about loyalty and nights and memories and all the stuff we spoke about before. That's like should be important to us. They just give a shit about the Yankee dollar, and that's all they're chasing, and that's the game. My question about Charlie Kane is right. So he's got one client, which is Harry Kane few questions about that. One, why does he have an office? Why does he, what does he do? He go in every day, rings Daniel Levy up and go, are you ready to sell yet? Nope. Is that, that is work. Could you imagine work Daniel, for the day Daniel Levy taking a call from Charlie Kane and he's like, looks at you, he's like, oh, for fuck's sake, not this orange head. Uh, it's 9.03. He must ring Daniel Levy every day. Are you ready to sell him yet? Nope. Right. That's work <laughs> done for the day. Why are you wearing a suit? That's another thing. Why are you wearing a suit when you only have one client? Harry, who are you wearing that suit for? Yeah, Charlie. Why you, is he wearing that suit? Charlie, do you remember, do you remember when uh, you you got your brother to sign a six year deal, and we're halfway through that deal, and now you want to say what we're we selling? Like, come on. Yeah, he, he's I'd love to know what his work day is. It must just be like nine o three. Ring Daniel Levy. Nine o five. End of day. Job done. Take the suit off. Go home. I reckon then, that he, he'll often just like be in the office and if, if occasionally they get a visitor, he like scrambles to pick up his phone and then they walk in and he's like, he does the like, you know, puts his finger up and he's like, one second. And he's like, 
Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, definitely that deal. That deal sounds good. All right, I'll speak to you later. I've got to go. Got someone in the office. Okay, bye. Oh, mad day. He's like, I reckon he does that. Like, and and when Levy calls, and he probably has a receptionist who works there as well, even though she doesn't do anything. He always puts him on hold. And he's like, oh, one second, Charlie's just uh, just on another call, just to power play it because he's got so little to do. Uh, FBS two point says, who's got the bag? Oh man, what? How, how good is it? How good has it been? Just to mate, it's been fucking brilliant. But I think after today, we're all gonna have to get the bag in, aren't we? Yeah, we have, we have. But you're 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 a man who's um, yeah, not you know, he loves it, loves a, a bit of a sesh. And uh, as we know, you got four kidneys. Is that correct? I got four kidneys, two hearts. Six lungs, <laughs> fucking, you know, like you know, like the six million dollar man. I'm like the, the the sesh version of that. Basically, you can just take it, fuck it. <laughs> so we're we're in a situation where where you know Tottenham Hotspur are going to lose Harry Kane one way or another, whether it's now or or um, you know in a year's time. Can like, there are people out there freaking out that. Spurs are never going to be the same. We're never going to have Harry Kane. We've look. We went through decades of of of, of um, not having Harry Kane. There have been teams that have finished above us that were nowhere near as good as our uh, the, the players we had on the pitch, and they didn't have Harry Kane. And they finished above us. Leicester won the league with a good manager and a good system and good players, right? So we can. Like we will recover from a uh, from a future without Harry Kane. Of course we will. Like, and the thing is, we were like we were all right before Harry Kane. We'll be all right after Harry Kane. And whatever happens, we'll always have the bag. So fuck it. Who's got a bag? Um, John Boy, what can you can you um, like predict the, the next sort of five years for Tottenham? I mean, I've just thrown that on you. To predict the next five years, we'll close on this. Okay, here's the highlights. So Kane stays this summer because City don't want to pay the fee. He sulks about for a bit, and then, as as per Billy's prediction, he realizes, "Fuck, I've got a World Cup to go to, so I'm going to have to pull it out of the bag." Um, he he fires us to a um, a shock Champions League finish. We finish in the top four, uh, last day of the season, and he scores, and it's like, "Oh, okay, this is the goodbye. He's, he's not going to go." And in the summer, um, before the the sort of World Cup. Um, there's a big scandal surrounding Manchester City's um, finances, and once and for all, they are actually sanctioned. So they are then not able to follow up with the transfer the following season. And in the end, he ends up staying and signing another deal to basically see out his career. Then the next two seasons, we consolidate Champions League and we do start to spend money. We start seeing the influx of cash flow through um, the halls at the new White Hart Lane because we start getting uh, Guns N' Roses doing concerts and fucking AJ bashing up geezers inside the stadium. We start making loads of money and we start becoming a force again in the Champions League, getting through to quarterfinals and semifinals. We win an FA Cup in the fourth season out of the five. And then the fifth season, Kane's a veteran at this point. Right? He's like, whatever he is, 33, 34. Um, doesn't play that much. We've got, we got Dane Scarlett absolutely fucking ripping it up. People are talking about him smashing Kane's uh, all-time goal-scoring record that he's beaten, beaten from Greaves in his last season. And then uh, it gets to the final day of the season. We've got the scum uh, at home to win the league for the first time ever. Um, and Harry Kane comes off the bench to score the winner. And we win the league. And he retires immediately after the game. The there end. you go, and the then end. I never, I never, I never watch another game of football ever again, and retire uh, as a as a Premier League winner. Well, this has been the Fighting Cold Podcast. Thank you very much, Billy. Up the Spurs, and thank you very much, John. Bless you, mate. Loved it.
Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m. I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but... Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink, and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.